And now, Comic Book Queers presents to you X-Men Blue, but if it was directed by problematic director Roman Polanski. Mystique, uh, it's me. It, 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 I am Nightcrawler. Tell me, who are you? Who are you, Mystique? I, I'm your mother. Nine. Uh, I'm your father. No, no more lies. I'm Who are your you, Lies. I'm your mother and your father. Oh, the incels are not going to like that. everyone and uh that was a pop culture reference that many of you are not going to get and this is comic book queers legacy hi i am your host brett and with me as always is our faye dunaway evil jeff hi evil hello i think if x-men were made in the 60s 70s faye dunaway probably would have been mystique i think faye dunaway would have been emma frost Ooh, Faye Dunaway is the one who fucked up that Oscar moment, by the way. I don't mean I don't mean to blame her. Rather oh, for than Moonlighting. Beatty, but Warren Beatty was the one who opened the envelope. Yes, the woman they announced Moonlighting instead of uh, La La Land instead of Moonlighting. She was like, oh, just just give it to me. It's La La Land. Yeah. And everyone was like, no. No, it said, um, do you know what she had, why she said that? What did she have? It was a different category? It was No, it was Emma Stone's win for Best Actress. Yeah. So see. she saw. So, but it said Emma Stone for La La Land, and she, she was like, oh, "What?" Shit. She's like, "Just give me this." She said, "No more paper envelopes." Uh, did you ever see Network with Faye Dunaway? Uh, I'm mad as hell, and I can't take it anymore. No, yeah. I've never seen Network. Uh, I've never seen incredible. Chinatown, which oh. our opening scene was based on. You need to watch Chinatown. You need to but watch. Network. But Network, Network is very. It's very tell. It's basically written by Destiny, the X Man, because oh. it pretty much tells the future of reality TV um, in the seventies. It's brilliant. Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, I think we have a lot to talk about today. We have some movies. We have some comics. Some big revelations in X Men, as we just heard heard earlier. And we big also have some hot topics to talk about. Can I hit the music now? Yes. We got some hot, we got some hot topics, yeah. All right, what hot topics do we have to talk about? Well, one thing is we have a follow-up from last week's episode. So you and I, in our eternal ignorance, pondered, hey, how did Echo for Marvel Comics, soon to have a show on Disney+, Plus? how did she lose the Phoenix Force and her Phoenix powers because we all know Gene's going to be the Phoenix now. Uh, and some listeners, particularly Comics Guy 78, sent in some answers. So it turns out when she was on an Avengers adventure, adventure with Thor, and she had to save you know, all creation, the multiverse, whatever, she used her Phoenix powers to do it. And she used her Phoenix powers so uh, like powerfully that they burned out. When did, the, did this happen recently then, I assume? Yeah, recently. I think at the end of that Avengers run maybe because this year because i mean she had them this year so it had to have happened just a few months ago i assume it had to have it was in a it was in a 2021's avengers number 44 actually 
Wait, it happened in 2021? Oh, no, 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 no. That's what? when she got the Phoenix Force. That's oh, when she okay. Got the sorry, sorry, <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. What? Sorry, sorry, sorry. You come here to you come here to the show for the wit, not for the facts. <laughs> um, all right. Well, interesting. She used it all up. What does people with using oh, all of in, their powers? Remember how Franklin Richard what? used up all of his omega yeah, level mutant powers up? up? Someone needs to fix that pronto. Right. What is burning? He, My powers burned out. They burn. I can out. I get a that? t-shirt that says Franklin? I want to get a t-shirt that says Franklin Richards is a mutant, and there's nothing you can't tell me otherwise. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. That's the shirt. Franklin Richards is a mutant, and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Because it's the easiest one where where slot. literally he can just be like to to please his dad. He decided to, he used his reality warping powers to hide his powers. I think they're still there. I just think he used his reality warping powers to hide them. So it's very easy to bring them back. Bring them fucking back, yeah. bitch. I yes. think people are like, who wants an all powerful son in the Fantastic Four? Um, me. Me. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Because he had powerful. those powers in the future when he started fucking Rachel. Thank you. Also, he dyed his hair black. Yeah. He's got a dark soul. Yeah. Bring those powers back, bitch. All right. Uh, there's been some trailers that have dropped. We missed oh, out wow. on a trailer that dropped a little bit ago. And oh, while boy, we were like, we. oh, talking about this trailer, we realized we never talked about it. We never talked about it. You know, I was too busy in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. That's why I didn't <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> we're talking, of course, about Madam Web, the latest Sony claptrap. In the Spider-Man universe, Spider the Spider Verse is not is a bevy. It, the waters do not go deep enough because we had what? What was the other one? The 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 horrible one with uh, Jared Leto, Morbius. That was in the Spider that Sony yeah, Spider Verse. No, that's too, all right? this. Yes, yes, yes. This is not interesting enough to sustain blockbuster Wait. movies. Also, this it's not even. Just this one. There's also Craven the Hunter, which uh, that trailer dropped too with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Craven, so there's I could, two I Sony Spider Verse movies. A crazy topless Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, whatever. I could watch that. Him coming to terms with him being yeah. groomed by his partner. I don't care that he's. Oh, speaking of, to oh, come to terms with watch May December. May December. We'll talk about. It. Brett hasn't week. watched it yet, so I can't. It's one of my favorite movies, but also that does that does spring up. Ooh some issues with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, I had family. My mom was visiting for her 75th birthday and you can't watch May December with your mom. Why did your mom, did your mom fuck one of your classmates? (laughs) She's my mother and my sister. (laughs) I could, I mean, I could watch, I I took my mom to see team America world, (laughs) like world place. Okay. I can watch May December with my mom. Yeah. So love tour de force performances. So, yeah, there's nothing. It's it's more the topic. There's nothing. Uh, it's not like there's like, ooh, let's watch a hot boning scene. I mean, actually, never mind. No, wait. Oh, I forgot. I how could I forget? You do see the full erection of the male lead in it. Oh, yeah. All right, good. But wait, usually, you, Char- you see Charles Melton's full erection. Full erection coming out of. Are uh, you kidding yeah, 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 me? Yeah. I'm watching this coming movie out of a tonight. pussy. Although usually they say now, usually when you see an erection on a man, it's a prosthetic. It's a prosthetic for yeah. like uh, moral reasons. Have you ever or seen that picture of Charles Melton in the uh, Josie and the Pussycats leopard tight, like skin tight leopard 
bodysuit with KJ Appa in the same bodysuit. I think like I have. bodies pressed up. Yeah, just gets hot. Me so hot. I mean, yeah. Gets me so hot. All right, Madam Webb. So, Evil Jeff, you said it's not interesting. However, are you? How many Spider Women can you name? I can name because they're they're all in this movie. I know, but that's the thing is like rather than giving each of them their own movie, we're gonna just like, are you gonna are you gonna go see a Maddie Franklin movie? You're gonna go see an Anya Corazon? I'll movie see a fucking Jessica Drew movie. True. I would actually also see a Julia Carpenter movie. Who, by the way, is being played by that delicious Sydney Sweeney? Who's who's Jessica Drew in this? There's no Jessica Drew in this. Oh, Jessica Drew is not in this. So it's She's all of the other lazy. It's, it's the all the other, lame ones. It's the other Spider. Yeah. Does it have the Spider Woman that that showed up in Secret Wars with the blonde hair? Yeah, Julia Carpenter. Right. So is that Sid, is that Sydney Sweeney? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. And then she Madam was Webb. She was on the, she was on the uh, West Coast Avengers. Yes. Yes. And wasn't she like a bad guy at some point? Like a secret bad guy? Oh, maybe. I can't I remember. Know. My point is Dakota Johnson. I mean, look, I'm sorry. What, is this? what are we doing? Dakota Johnson spans the acting gamut from A to B. She does not have any range. And people, and I know people are like, oh, she's good in this. She's good in that. I don't think she has any range. And you know, else didn't have any range? Melanie Griffith, her mother. Melanie Griffith. Exactly. And I'm like, sorry about it. I don't, she doesn't have the range to do it. So I I just, it's, and so just watching her, like, especially when you said that line, what's the line again that everyone's making fun of? He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. Yeah, this looks like everyone just laying on heavy exposition and then really bad special effects. I think this is going to be a train wreck. And have you seen the 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 villain's costume? Was it in the trailer? Yeah, it's straight out of like Mighty Morphing Power Rangers, like real weird. Yeah, I mean I probably blocked it out. I I I It's like it's very CW. Yeah. Yeah, it just okay. looks bad. It looks bad. It looks bad. Craven looks bad. But, but uh so, something looks good. What would you say looks good? The boys trailer dropped. The boys season four. And we have uh we have uh was it Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Is that his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the comedian, Regan, not Regan, Negan has entered the chat. He's showing up. Do you know what character he's going to play? I don't. I don't know. I've told you the story how I've had sex in his house, right? I feel like I have to. Yes, I feel like yes. you have. Yes. But there, tell it again for a new listener. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's wife, I don't know if they're still married because this all happened about 10 years ago, but his wife was on One Tree Hill and I met this guy that was like best friends with her and he was like writing he was like writing a pilot show for her. And because he came out to LA, because he was usually in North Carolina for One Tree Hill, he came out to LA and was staying there. And we met up on Grinder. And he was like, hey, come over and let's fuck. And then I like came and I was like, this apartment complex is huge. And then he's like, what do you mean? And then I realized it was a mansion. <laughs> And then I was like, what is going on? He's like, oh, yeah, this is Jeffrey Dean Morgan's house. Oh, my God. And we fucked in the spare bedroom. And above us was a painting. And he's like, oh, yeah, Scott Bayo bought that painting for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And so I fucked underneath a painting bought by Scott Bayo in Jeffrey Dean Morgan's house. Interesting. Wow. 
What a story. All right. Would you rather have sex with Jeffrey Dean Morgan or um, the guy that plays Billy Butcher, uh, Keith Urban? It's Keith really Urban? hard because Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he ended Urban. up playing Negan, who killed off my favorite character I know, it's on The to, Walking it's Dead. And so it's really hard to separate that out. But if I just, just on pure aesthetics and looks, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is is just perfection. He's just so hot. Yeah. I think I would have to choose him over Butcher. Yeah, sorry. All right. Would you rather have sex with Jeffrey Dean Morgan or Jack Quaid? We we Uh, from the boys. I feel Jack Quaid is dynamo in the sack, don't you think? I bet Jack Quaid. I think I would take Jack Quaid. Swinging. Yeah. 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 And he's so lately I've been seeing pictures of him. I'm like, you are so cute yeah and did you know when he when he probably has an orgasm it probably sounds like his mom from when harry met sally yes i want us to fuck and then afterwards i'll go i'll have what she's having i'll have what he's having yeah Yeah. but the boys Um, rather have sex with jack quaid or the guy that plays frenchie oh frenchie i mean he's 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 so frenchie over them all oh well i don't know but then but then the deep like Oh, the deep number one. <laughs> He's so hot too. It's hard. It's hard to. Yeah, but back to the trailer. What do you think? It's it looks one of very those. I mean, mega. It, it does. It's very mega. But then the strange thing is, is you're kind of like, am I going to be too depressed because it's going to be too similar to what's going on in the world? Um, but it looks like it's going to have disgusting sex, perversion, blood, guts. Everything. It looks like it's going to deliver everything that we want. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so looking look, forward to looks it. Looks like we have a new a new character in Firecracker who seems to be um she's gonna be another like, you know, conservative alt-right manipulator. I'm also looking to see if any of Gen V is gonna show up in this. I hope so. I hope they really tether the two shows together. Yeah. So we also have a Furiosa dropping. Furiosa, the prequel to Mad Max Fury Road, starring Anna Taylor-Joy as a young Furiosa, played, of course, in the movie by Charlize Theron. Okay, can I ask you something? Wasn't Mad Max Fury Road a prequel to Mad Max? Was it a prequel? Was it? A- or I don't think or so. Or does it I think take it was, place after? I think it takes place after. Okay. So then if this is a prequel, does this take place the same time as Mad Max? Oh, maybe. Uh, I don't know the Mad Max universe enough. All I know is Tina Turner. We don't need another hero. She says, we make quite a pair, raggedy man. (laughs) I will say I saw the Tina Turner um, musical. And they sang that song, but they kept in the words Thunderdome, so it made no sense. She's like well, singing I, to uh, to her boyfriend, <laughs> and she's like Thunderdome, and you're like, why? He's like, what? Yeah, he's like, all right. He's like, he's like, I was following the entire. You lost the Thunderdome. <laughs> um, really quick, can we go back to uh, Madam Web? Because do we know who plays Peter Parker's mother, Mary Parker, in this movie? Who? Miss Emma Roberts. Does she die in this? I don't know. 
Is this all Adam taking Scott. place? So this takes place before Spider-Man? Looks like Adam Scott plays Ben Parker. Um, so this is yeah, before Spider-Man's even born? Who the fuck knows? Because there was like an image of spider uh, Who knows? In Morbius, who knows? Who the fuck knows? I hate these movies with the passion of a thousand sons. Yeah, it's going to be bad. But what's not going to be bad, my friend, is the trailer I am the most excited for. The one that snuck up on me so sneakily and it goosed me. It, gra- it gave me a reach around. It grabbed, grabbed my nutsack and it was like, squeeze! And I was like, oh my God! And I'm talking, of course, about Fall Out, my favorite fucking video game of all time. You have no idea how many hours I have clocked playing Fallout 3, Fallout Vegas, Fallout 4. And the show looks exactly like the game. They're doing all the music. And you know who the star is? Glad you asked. It's Jackie from Yellow Jackets, my favorite. Which one is she? The one that freezes to death outside. The pretty oh, cheerleader. Cool. Yeah, great. I I never played Fallout, but I dated a guy who did play Fallout, and he had a kink that he wanted me, he wanted to like nut in my mouth while playing the game. Like I would blow him while he played the game. That's like it was see, like I think a that's really hot. I think that's really hot. That's really hot. And afterwards he told me, he's like, you're the only one that like agreed to do that. Everyone else like was like, no, I'm not doing that. I was like, I don't know. I feel I, like the, the I feel like I feel like if someone so has a yeah, but someone with a kink, I was like, that's a really easy kink to like It's a pretty easy kink. Because you uh, well, Dan Savage always had that B G G G B was it game good something in game. I just basically it's like that there's it doesn't take much to like please someone with that. Yeah, it's it, I'm happy happy to participate. Um, like I had another guy. He was like, I want my feet to be sucked. However, I do have athlete's foot. Oh, and then god. I was like, No. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. The um video game stuff. That's fine. That's cool. Ah. <sighs> All right. Well, that's a lot of trailers. Is there anything else going on? That's a lot of trailers. Watch them all. Um, No, I think we need to get into some X-Men books. Hit that fucking music. Hit it. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. Oh, X-Men. We have the end. Let's talk about the ends. We have the end of two books yes we have the end of two runs we've got realm of x number four and we've got ms marvel the new mutant number four final issues so realm of x makes a bold choice and goes exactly (laughs) where we thought it was going to go realm of x makes the bold choice to do nothing yeah and I think they they really it's just interesting that X-Men Green had a much better understanding of curse. And I feel curse here is all over the place. Like curse is like way more conflicted all to be good. Place. And yeah. I liked it when curse was like, no, it feels good a to little be stinker. evil. I'm yes. gonna be a little stinker. Um, so that didn't make much sense. It was also the whole thing where we're like, sorry, Ileana, 
You don't have powers. Sorry, Ileana, you're not in any of the... We, we're a bunch of precogs and we've never heard of you. Sorry, Ileana, there's nothing about you anywhere. Uh-oh, and then it turns out she's the whole sort... It's like, it's, it's all her all along. Why was she excluded from the prophecy to begin with? There was nothing to exclude her from any of the visions. It was like, she to make everything. it look like... It was It was like, it's put. it was like putting... When you have a red herring that big, you, you automatically see that You're it's like, the obviously. opposite. Obviously. Yeah. But ultimately, no change. And also, well, back to Curse, actually. She's supposed to be really hurt when she does something good of that magnitude. She's supposed to die. And she pretty much was like, oh, I hurt. Okay, I'm fine. Yeah. And it took away the stakes of her using her power. Yeah. So now I don't ever care if Which she uses I also power felt, so she'll I be also, fine. Well, I also felt like you could have made her not hurt because she was doing something evil to the other side. Like, it's like, depending on whose side you are, is it evil? You know what I mean? Oh, so true, true. Yeah. But, but then yeah, she yeah. was kind of like, kind of hurt. So it was like, it just, yeah, I don't know. It just. The only change that was exacted in this, like, you know, Moonstar coming out the same marrow coming out the same dust coming out the same magic. Even after all that coming out the same typhoid Mary, cheated on kingpin for some reason and that's the thing is 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 bringing back the idea i i i I, if the whole thing that this brings is that typhoid mary comes back and 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 she's she's like and she's like i cheated i don't like you anymore and then he's like uh, but then he's like okay well i'm not going to help the ex the mutants anymore that could be an interesting turn of events but i have a feeling they're not going to address it at all i have a feeling not going to address it at all i have that feeling too unless he does find out about it and he blames the X-Men. He blames mutants. But I don't sure. I don't have any trust yeah. that the person reading that the oh, people doing sure. Iron Man and the people doing Realm of X are reading each other's shit. For sure. Also, who was drawing Marrow in this book? Who was what, drawing what any ha- everything was drawn not great. Oh man. I really, really, really don't think this book should have been made. There yeah. I said it. There's no point to it. Zero. There's no point to this. None. Saturnine was bastardized. Yeah. And even the end with her, it was like, oh, this didn't work. I'll go do other stuff. So it was literally this was so beneath no her. reason. No reason for anything. No reason for any of it. Next, Ms. Marvel. New mutant. She's a mutant. Next. All right. Uh, yeah, Ms. Marvel. This is another one where... The whole point that she did this, I guess she, they destroyed that lab, but probably killed all of the mutants that were being held captive there. Um, Didn't mention, (laughs) didn't talk about that. Didn't talk Um, about that at all. They also, she also outed herself as a mutant, which like no one knew before, which was also all her fault. And, and then the same thing that happened in, um, uh, Uncanny Avengers, where her friend, what's her friend's name? Bruno. Bruno gave this big speech, and then immediately everyone suddenly was pro mutant after oh, one speech. That's the part where I'm like, you guys, that's not the way I, the world I, works. It's anymore. just, yeah, the world, people, when you try to, when people are that far in hating, they dig in. They don't switch to the other side, they dig in. Um, the only time they'll switch to the other side is That's if it's right. someone they know, if someone they know and they're friends with, they realize is a mutant and none of them knew fucking, she didn't know any of them. 
So it just nope. it was just felt very like that's not real. I mean, it was, was a great was speech, of, and I, I, it's like a sure. great speech and all that stuff. I just am like that's just I don't buy it anymore. I, that was kind of our gripe about this book the entire time is so many things happened that you're just like. Mm. Well, why did that happen? You just okay. So we just kind of glossed over reality in order to have the things happen that we wanted to happen. One thing I did like is Kitty Pride still doesn't give two fucks about her. Love that. Love that. Um Can we talk about the bangle she gets at the end? Did she how has she had that? Is that a comics thing too? If so, is it a quantum band? Why does Emma? Oh, Emma got it from from Miles. Yeah, I I I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know. She was like my my bangle, or like I or the, she didn't even say. She just handed it to her. Well, that's the thing is because in the in the MCU, the bangle is what is like giving her her powers, and she's probably able to access them unlike anyone else because she's a mutant. That's, I think, the MCU whole explanation. Here, her powers are all because she's an inhuman. And now it looks like they're saying that because she's an inhuman, it's like made it so that her mutation isn't coming forward. And there's a chance that if she did let her mutation come forward, it would delete her powers. And she's like, I don't want to delete my powers. So I'm like, so are we just not having her mutation come forward then? I guess not. And they didn't say what it is. I thought the whole point of this was to show what her mutation was going to be. No, 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 that's not the point. No. And this is like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to belittle the writing of this because I'm sure they were like, no, you can't reveal their fault. Yeah. I'm sure they wanted to. Yeah. I guess we just don't know what the what kind of role the bangle has in comics. Obviously, she's had it before because Emma says this belongs to you. I got it for Miles. He said it's yours. I don't know. I do love that there is an Emma Frost, Ms. Marvel relationship, though. Yeah. Oh, but it just, it just, it just, addition to the team. I just feel like the same thing is happening in the MCU as here. They're just not doing, they're just like, you have all of these opportunities to do big reveals and do something exciting and change the status quo. And then it's like, no. And in the end, it's like, okay, well then why? We're going to talk about a certain, we're going to talk about a certain post credit scene later that I feel was guilty of the same thing. Could have done something cool, but instead you did something pointless. But okay. Yeah. Um, Emma Frost is in this book. There you go. There you go. Let's also okay. have you seen just really quick Iman Vellani. She's such a real comic book fan. Um, she cited like uh, you know what are what are some comic books that you know people can't shouldn't live without, and she cited Grant Morrison's run on X Men. And she also recently said in an inter- in an interview, she refuses to watch the movie Dark Phoenix. I'm like, this is someone who gets it. Yeah, she understands the X-Men. Yep. Which is also where I feel like, I feel her writing is good, but I feel like she was limited where they probably wouldn't let her do oh, for something sure. really fun. So I feel if bad I for was, her. If I was the young lady who plays and therefore kind of owns this character 
you best believe I would be, want to be the one to be like, and I'm going to reveal her mutant power. And yeah. be like, the and it's going to be are. this. And then I'm going to play it, bitch. Right. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about the pivotal, the iconic, the legendary X-Men, X-Men Blue. Blue. And Origins. here's the thing. People are mad. And the place where I read it, there is a forum. People are mad. Oh, are they mad about the best mutant character ever, Azazel, having story taken away? Are they mad about their precious Azazel, who they've cared about yeah. for all of these years? Yeah. Who, Azazel, no this, one gives two shits about Azazel. No one gives a fuck about Azazel. Name one Azazel story, people. You probably aren't even reading Dark X-Men right now, where he's in there and he's garbage. And, so, and here's the thing, is they're saying, yeah, but... But okay, so here's the reveal. X-Men Blue, we're just because we're already starting to talk about it. X-Men Blue, guess what? Chris Claremont, Chris Claremont always wanted Destiny, uh, uh Mystique to be Kurt's not mother, but father. And that yes. is what happened. And but the big reveal for me is Destiny is the mother. Yes. Yes, yes. And it is all very retconned very well. Um, what about, but I thought Azazel was the father. Why does he look like a demon? Okay. If you need there to be some reason why Nightcrawler looks like a demon, it's because Mystique used Azazel's DNA as the template for becoming male. Yeah. So she had Azazel's genetics when she became a male. But here's the thing that's interesting. This is the one thing, if I'm going to play devil's advocate on this, is the reason she's not considered an Omega-level mutant is because she is not a shapeshifter. She is a gene shifter. She can shift down to the molecular gene level. However, the one gene she cannot replicate is the mutant gene. That's the one gene. gene. The X gene, she cannot manipulate that. So that is the one thing is why does he have the powers of Azazel when she cannot, she herself cannot get the powers, but she's able to pass them down through sperm. But I think that that's interesting because all of that comes from a note from Dr. Nemesis on a data page. He's not conclusive. And I think, and so that's why, yeah, go ahead. Well, he says like, it's inconclusive. Good thing she doesn't like science. Because, you know, I just don't want to be bothered with this because this is a gig- this is a deep study. But here's what I say, because there's another part in here. You see her being pregnant, too. But I'm assuming she's just pretending to be pregnant. Yeah, just to kind of distract everyone's eyes from Destiny being pregnant. She's growing her belly. What if she wasn't? With- what if she was pregnant? Here's my theory. What if- I'm going to put a crazy theory. Crazy <laughs> theory. Oh, my God. Mystique, because she's so traumatized and evil and all that stuff, she something's holding her back. The same way Cyclops has to use a ruby quartz visor. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. can access those powers if she tried enough. And I think if she died and was reincarnated enough through the eggs and the, the five, yeah, I think she, she might be able to access. And she was pregnant and she did have that daughter, but she also gave, when she lost Nightcrawler, and she gave, she gave that baby up for adoption too, but then she needed her back. And that baby was someone else who can access powers, all powers. So you think Rogue is her biological Rogue daughter. is actually her biological motherfucking daughter. Well, listen, that destiny stooped to such a level of manipulation in order to get Mystique to be this, this girl's mother. 
So there had to have been a reason beyond compassion. And also, we also know that Xavier, they went to Xavier to have them erase their memories of it. Right. And only now she's remembering it. Correct. And this is what I'm saying. These people being like, oh, this is so dumb. You're like, this is the juice that I am looking for in a goddamn comic. This is an X-Men comic. This is X-Men level drama. Let me tell you what was dumb. 2003's The Draco. We were there. Yeah. And it wasn't good. Yeah, it was stupid. Why are you holding on to something stupid? Because then it isn't lesbian. Then it isn't trans shit. Because that's another thing. Mystique essentially comes out as a non-binary. Yeah. But I mean, well, she's non-binary, but she is like, I think men are gross. So I I, I choose, it's like, well, oh, I guess it'll be a man. (laughs) But I do not identify solely as female. Yeah, but this, it's it's so fascinating and complex and interesting and uh, and pretty much the whole Azazel thing was really an F you to Chris Claremont when he left the X-Men. It really was. And now we're bringing back and honoring what the story was originally supposed to That's be. That's right. Don't be mad. That's what it was Don't all. It was all was led up to that. To there was a whole bunch of stuff and clues leading up to that. That Chris Claremont was dropping. The one beautiful thing about Chris Claremont, where he was writing a comic for like 15 years, he would let a plot be like, I'll pick that up in six years, bitch. You know what I mean? Like that he, he left master. those clues. Yeah. I think this, this is, is great. His. Yeah, this is great. And it's also just so sad that she just left Nightcrawler for five minutes to go save Destiny. She didn't. F- I mean, listen, I do miss the messy bitch who just looked at her baby and was like, nuts to this, check, and yeeted him over a waterfall. I do miss that mystique. Yeah. But this is nice. Yeah. So can I take us back, though, Mm -hmm. really quick to the end of Uncanny Spider-Man, where when Nightcrawler is captured... They have a hound lick his face. Remember, I was like, is that Stacey X? Oh, yeah. Did we find out and who it she is? she says, no, who cares? She says, scent, Y chromosome present. Profile is perfect match. Oh, from and Mystique. And then we get the reveal that Mystique can change her chromosomes. That's Mystique. Mm. That ain't Nightcrawler. It's Mystique. Right. Interesting interesting but mystique does they do not need mystique should not be going to orcas they she's like public enemy number one. Oh my god everyone's going around throwing mystique under the bus ever like anytime a mutant does anything hide cover for me okay i'll cover i have the perfect cover it was mystique although i do want one where it's like mystique and then just how you went in for juggernaut and she'll be like what are you talking about and they all look at angelica and she's like ah she's lying oh <laughs> Gotcha. This was great. All right. This was great. I have one more comic to talk about. Oh, you know what? Have you seen the covers of um, Fall of X and Rise of Ten, number three? No. That's like coming in many months. Somebody's got a like a depowering gun pointed at Moira on the bench. Moira on the bench. Somebody's pointing a depowering gun at her on the uh, one of the covers. What? Yeah. So is that them going back in time to stop her from? I think so. 
But that would that wouldn't that just reset? Wouldn't that just blow your goddamn mind? That would reset the entire universe. <sighs> that would mean everything we've read meant nothing. <laughs> I'm sure it won't happen. But you know how I am. I want. I'm kind of. I I'm kind of over a robot Moira. I am very over. I want. I want her melted into something. I, I yeah. I really felt. Yeah, I felt if Hickman had that, the way she turned evil, I don't think she would have been evil forever. And yeah, I feel like it ended up. I feel like it ended up getting wasted, and now she's just like a caricature. Yeah, but, mustache twirling. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I've got one more comic I want to talk what, about, but it does is, not fall under the X banner. So I guess we have to play the other music, don't we? I guess so. All right, play it. Comic, 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 comics that I have read. There's other comics than the X Men, but who cares, really? This comic, you know how you and I are like, oh my god, how many times? Are the stakes going to be dependent on the world's going to blow up or the world's going to be covered in black goo or the sun's going to go out or a celestial, a celestial is going to blow it up. The earth that is. Sometimes I just like a good old fashioned New York City gang war. And that's what we're getting in Spider-Man. There's a huge Spider-Man event happening right now called Gang War that involves other books like Spider-Woman, like Luke Cage, like Daredevil, other street-level heroes, all taking on crime bosses who, by the way, have divided up New York City. So to open this event, there's this handy map of the city I live in with which crime boss is in charge of which neighborhood. Who has your neighborhood? This is the problem, girl. I'm in a contested zone because somebody just shot Tombstone, which kicks off the event. Tombstone ran Harlem. Okay. West Harlem. And who is fighting over it now? Everybody. Mm. So we are talking everybody. So every gang, it's really interesting who the villains are that actually own pieces of Manhattan. So Black Mariah, who was Alfre Woodard in the Luke Cage series, she got East Harlem. Like Ringmaster has like Roosevelt Island. Um, all these like it's, it's Shang Chi actually is the crime bro- boss of Chinatown now. What? Yeah. But is he a bad guy? Uh, he's part of like the Five Weapons Society, so he's still honorable Shang Chi, but he's part of a underground. Like as well, kind of like how is then the movie how his dad was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His okay. sister. Yeah. Um, Mr. Negative has Hell's Kitchen. Um, the Hobgoblin has got like all of Brooklyn. It's wild. Um, anyway, it's really interesting. And it's going to be basically how all of these villains, Diamondback, Big Ben, Ringmaster, Owl, Crime Master, Hammerhead, uh, 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 people, they how they divide up New York and how they're fighting over turf. And I just, I don't know. I'm kind of into a street level marvel story right now and they're giving us one that's fun i do like that i like that that's yeah that that the thing i like it's not like uh uh-oh the sun's gonna disappear and all of humanity will die we need to save them yeah it's just like oh god there's mafia everywhere okay this i can get my head around at the heart of it though is 
it's interesting. There's kind of a love story. So you know the um, Spider-Man villain, the Beatle. Yeah. The Beatle is now a woman. It is the daughter of the original Beatle. She went legit, and she got engaged to Randy Robertson, who is Peter Parker's best friend these days, son of Robbie Robertson of the Daily Bugle. Anyway, these two are about to wed, but the wedding is crashed. Her, uh, I'm sorry, she, one, of the, one of the seats at the mafia table, at the crime boss table, is now empty. It was either Tombstones or Madame Masks, I forget. They're both dead. She tries to like sit in one of them and like be at the table of power. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to kill your fiance if you want to be a crime boss like us. So it's also the story of like this young couple who tried to get married but couldn't. And now she has to kill him if she wants her seat at the table, like her, you know, her, her father's legacy or whatever. It's just interesting to have like a love story in the crime world at the heart of this big crime adventure. So I recommend it's Zeb Wells. We loved him on Hellions. Yeah, he's it's great. A good book. It's great. It's great. It's good. It's like, it just feels like good classic Spider-Man stuff. And let me tell you something, after just finishing that Spider-Man 2 video game on PS5, I am ready to gobble up some Spider-Man shit because that video game was great. <sighs> All right. Should we talk about another bug? Yeah. Let's hit the music. I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. There are a lot of blue things. We're talking about bugs. We're talking about blue. We had X-Men blue, blue, but we've got another blue to talk about. And it's a blue beetle. It's a blue beetle. We've talked blue things. We've talked bugs. And now it's culminating in Blue Beetle, our review. Thank you for being free on HBO Max, finally, because we're not paying money for you. That's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be just released, like made for HBO. They weren't going to give oh, really? it a big wide release. And then they decided to, which I don't know if that was a good idea because it was a big don't, flop. Uh, talk about your all-time backfires. Yeah, it did flop, but it, it did suffer from a number of things. So should we do a one, two, three? Yeah. Okay. One, One, two, two three. three. Okay. I didn't hate it. It wasn't bad enough for me to hate. It was fun. It was fun and it had heart. Yeah. His his family was great. Yeah. Although here I'm gonna I I had to reach out to some of my friends in the Latino community and being like, Did you see this movie? And they were like, Yeah. And I'm like, is it just me? Or did it feel I know it's it has like a Mexican director and all of this other stuff, but it felt very yeah. stereotypy. Yeah. Like not even, not always good stereotypes. And I talked to a few people and they're like, yeah, it felt a little gross yeah. at times. Um, yeah. There were some things where you're like, okay. Um, yeah. Not every, and I, I, I applaud something where you're like, let's dig in to the heritage of the characters and let that be like a main part but sometimes it felt like everything they were choosing was like a, a, a stereotype that like, it, it just, I don't know. Like they were just like them spray painting graffiti on the, I, everything felt, it sometimes felt a little wonky. Written by me. white people. It yeah. felt, even though it wasn't, that's the other thing it that surprised yeah. me. It felt but, like but there is, written there is by studio white people. meddling. 
There and is studio meddling. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, you know, it'd be funny if they uh, ate a taco, you know. Yeah, that, that, kind of that's, and that, yeah. that was what it felt like to me. And I think one of the other problems is that the comic, um, I think originally this character was from El Paso, but then in the recent retelling of it, they made up this made up city that he's from. Which is very DC. And I know it's very DC, but I think when you have things like Spider-Man and his heritage, I think it's it's I would have rather it have been a real city. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think it would have like it would have had a little more oomph. I, I only say that because my husband was watching it with me. He soon quit. Uh, but while he was watching it, he was like, where does this take place? And I was like, it's D.C. So it's probably a fictional Miami. Yeah. So that's what uh, just what I thought it was. Yeah. But I didn't know he was from El Paso originally. Originally, yeah. Huh, and so that's where, and I think that it's just, especially if you want to talk about the heritage, the city you grew up in. So if you're in Texas or if you're in California, that is very influential on the culture that you have. Yes, yeah. And so then being like, oh, we're in this made up city. It just kind of, a, it erases that culture. And so then they're just relying yeah. on stereotypes. Yes. So like even like the grandma where she's like i've used guns before and i'm like she, what yeah, why she was, uh, yeah <laughs> like she she fought like um she was like a guerrilla like underground rebel in her youth it's like okay so a little che guevara okay it just felt a little all over the place and 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 yeah. that was but that was not my main problem my main problem is that that blue beetle could have chosen anyone and it would have been the same movie. Our our hero lacked anything that made him remotely interesting. There was just nothing there. I mean, cute, talented actor, but just yeah, it's nothing a of the actor. Character. It's nothing about the actor. It's yeah, just the writing no, no, no. of it. It was like even when it was like uh, George Lopez. The uncle was like, "Oh, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. Oh, I can, I can, do, yeah. I can create these sonic booms. I can, I can work the machines." It was like he was useful. The grandmother's he, like, he "I can shoot a gun. I'm useful." He was just like literally being controlled by the blue um, scarab, and it was just he was just a vessel. So it was like, "What are you doing?" It was also very strange in that the suit, the blue beetle suit, the the it. it it had sentience. It had a voice. It was a very robotic female voice. And there was no growth in the relationship between, between them. They, yeah. tr- they tried to create a, a like a semblance of a relationship between him and the voice in the suit. But they, did they try? I don't think they did. Did they try? And then also <laughs> all of a sudden the suit was saying things like, wow, you're really ticking me off. And it was like, where did that come yeah. from? Like, yeah. The suit had like an inconsistent character turn in the middle of it. It, it was the suit was sometimes snarky, was sometimes not. It, it was and also the suit the would come out and the suit would not work at certain times and work at certain times, all just based on plot points. Based on what? Like just the plot needs the suit to not work right now and the plot needs right. the suit to work right now. Exactly. I mean, there was no character growth. Like, like they really the needed big, to the make the, like, lesson. I would have liked it if this character was very anti-violent. This character was like a nerd. He was very smart. And then he did not want this. And then he was forced into this. And you know what I mean? Like or, I needed some kind of like story of, of pull, push and pull with the, exactly. with like being taken over by this, by this. If thing. his, 
And if his big aha moment at the end was no, my relationship with my family makes me stronger, which by the way, yawn. Fast and Furious him, much. Ha, right. Have him have him be estranged or be annoyed by his family in the beginning. And then have him at least, but he loved his family from jump. Yeah. So what the fuck? Like it there was no growth. There was no story. This thing suffered also from just being the final part of an already flatlined DC extended universe. So yeah. truly at it, like at the end of time, like nobody gives a shit. Also, we've seen this before. This is Spider-Man. This is Ms. Marvel. This is Venom. This is Moon Knight. Like th- there's nothing new that this movie had to offer the genre. It was a pastiche of movies we've seen before. Well, I think the pastiche, like the, the thing that they did is the same reason they remade the new, the little mermaid is like, let's show this through. What if it was the little mermaid was, was black and you're like, oh, then here's a new response. And and I think the idea of like, let's tell the story through the culture of like Mexican heritage is interesting, but they did not choose to do it that way. And instead sure. it was like, let's tell the same story and just the way we'll make it different is put these stereotypes on top. Yes. They did it the wrong way. They should have started with the culture and then built the story up from there. And I yes. think they did the opposite. They had a story and then added the culture on top of it. And it felt ham fisted. And I felt like, I don't know, it just felt in some parts, it just felt offensive where it was like, you could have done something really meaningful with this and you didn't. It pissed me off. One, one other way that manifested was in the post credit scene where, you know, they hype up the original Blue Beetle from the comics, um, Ted Cord. And the, his daughter is the female lead in the movie, but you'd never mm-hmm. meet Ted Cord. He's long missing. He's absent. He's disappeared. And so, you know, there's going to be a Ted Cord reveal at some point, probably the post credit scene, because like I said, we've seen this movie 80 times before. So they do do the Ted Cord reveal. And the whole time I was giving this movie way too much credit. I'm like, I wonder which actor they're going to get to be like, and it's me, Ted Cord, like, you know, is it going to be somebody from an old DC project? You know, is it going to be Matthew McConaughey who's just like showing up? But instead, it was just a voice on a radio going, Hello, I'm Ted Cord. I'm alive. And then <laughs> credits. And I'm like, Homie, it's the final non James Gunn DC extended universe. You literally movie. could do anything. You ain't, you ain't coming back. Like, who cares? You should have not had that scene. Who cares that you're alive? We're never going to see you. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well put like a crazy cameo in it. Put a crazy cameo in it. Have it be like Oprah showing up and being like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You could have done anything and instead you choose to do nothing, which is this movie. You could have done anything and instead you chose to do nothing. That being said, some of the fight scenes were enjoyable and Susan Sarandon was terrible, <gasps> but in a fun Wait a way. Can we like Susan Sarandon, who I like put a lot of blame on fucking up Hillary Clinton's presidency. I love that whoever decided to do her hair and makeup to make her look like Hillary Clinton. To me, that felt like a fuck you to Susan Sarandon. (laughs) I feel like there was like hair and makeup people who were like, we're going to make this bitch look like Hillary Clinton because she fucked that up. I know. And that's probably her last movie. Oh, absolutely. After. Oh, my God. Her age, she got dropped by her agents. and First one. 
anyway, uh, she just looked like she did not want to be there. And she was like, ah, and like, I was like, are you saying that as a villain? Or are you saying that as Susan Sarandon not wanting to be there? <laughs> They're like, Susan, that's not your line, but we're going to keep it. because we have no budget. <sighs> she was awful. Oh, speaking like, of, oh, I just, there's ugh. someone tweeted out. Remember when Susan Sarandon, how she said she wouldn't vote for Hillary and Deborah Messing got into a fight with her and they became like mortal enemies. Yes. Um, recently someone was like, oh, if you're like wondering where the status of the feud between Deborah Messing and Megan Mullally is, and they were basically like, uh, um, Megan Mullally just took Susan Sarandon out to a show. <laughs> Jesus. Like, is that real? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh my God. They're going to kill. They're going to kill Deborah Messing. Yeah. Susan Sarandon and Megan Mullally are going to kill Deborah Messing. We have to do something. Eh, I mean, it's just Deborah Messing. It's fine. (laughs) They're not bringing Will and Grace back, so we're good. I know. (laughs) They tried. All right. Well, that was our blue episode. Yeah. That was our holiday, holiday blues I really Aww. want uh I really want a good superhero movie. I feel like I feel like they're hard to come by. You know, we got a little hey. bit of Guardians in the Galaxy. There there's some we got some uh the Marvels. We had some fun. across we but, had some across the Spider-Verse. Oh, and across the Spider-Verse, yeah. But but I don't want to talk too much about those because we'll be talking about those maybe next week. Next week, maybe two weeks. We'll, we'll see how much time we need to compile our lists. A list. Oh, I have my list. I did it all. You did it? Mm-hmm. I know. I will not fully because I still need to watch some Oscar bait things to see if I want to add that to anything. Well, I can tell you right now, best superhero movie is definitely going to be May, December. <laughs> that movie is so. That movie, it is funny. It will make you cry and make you laugh. Like it, it is a, it's cause it's Todd Haynes. He dives into the genre of whatever movie it is. And you know what movie this is, what genre this is. What? It's a fucking lifetime movie. Oh yes. <laughs> so Todd Haynes doing his version of a lifetime movie. Oh, chef's kiss. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, I can't. Everyone's wait. talking about the hot dog scene, and you'll know what I mean when yes, you see it. Yes, I know. I, Have um, you seen that I, already? <laughs> no, I, I saw a clip of her saying, I don't think we have enough hot dogs, but I yeah. didn't play oh, yeah. the audio. No, no, you have to. But, be- but you have to watch it. Literally, that scene happened, and I just turned to Joe and I was like, I love this movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm 100% on board for this movie. <laughs> Do you know? Um, I actually have a connection to Todd Haynes. What? Yeah, he was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders. <laughs> I hate you. Oh my God, you got me. Ah, oh, you got me, gal. Oh my uh, God. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, please keep on reading comics. Listen to our recommendations. Uh, please respond to us because we have questions and, and send us, send us if we said something wrong, tell us what we're doing wrong because we're stupid. We read comics and you know what else makes us stupid when we read comics? When you read comics, it makes you <gasps> queer, queer. and stupid. stupid. 
Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.